The Jimmy IV Sexy Cool Lounge is an inspirational podcast spreading positive energy and only good vibes into the universe through personal discovery, empowerment, and self-love awareness. Now, please join me in the Sexy Cool Lounge with our creator and host, Jimmy IV. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, wherever you might be listening to this episode. And may your vibe be cruising at an altitude that is so sexy cool. So today I have the pleasure to really vibe with a special guest. He's from the UK and I've been trying to get him on this show for the longest time, y'all. And it finally has happened. He is a transformational coach. He is someone that you definitely want to connect with if you're trying to level up your vibe, your career, anything that you're trying to get done in your life. This man is somebody that you need to connect with, y'all. So without further ado, please bring a warm listening ear to my special guest and my good friend from the United Kingdom. Please welcome Chris Jags into the Sexy Cool Lounge. Chris, brother. How you doing, man? No, I told you before. Where do I send the check for an intro like that? Eh? Where do I send the payment? <laughs> Damn, brother, it's all good, man. I'm just, I'm just giving it to you, energy-wise, as the way you give it back, man. So, the introduction is, is just how I feel about the energy that you put out into this universe, man. So, no need to thank me, man. I'm just reflecting what you have given out to people, brother. But how you doing? I'm much appreciated. I'm, I'm really good. I'm really good. Ready to go for what's going to be a, a cool, sexy 45 minutes, hour. There Who knows? Who go. knows? So typically, the way it works is um, I ask my guests a question, and they give me a response. So I'll ask the question to you. So what does sexy cool mean to you, Chris? You know, I, I've listened to a, a good few of your episodes, your previous, and I've listened to a lot of what people say. And I knew the question was coming. I, I was playing in my head. And for some reason, when I think of Sexy Cool, I've got like some 90s R&B softly playing in the background. A little bit like your podcast does. It's a nice, mellow beat. And everything's just chilled. And you just got your feet up. And just with the people that you want to be with, just enjoying each other's company and just... It's just positive happiness and vibes. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's sexy cool for me. Definitely. Definitely. And, and, and the thing about sexy cool is everybody has a different definition of it. It is unique in its own right to the person in its vibe. So there's not a right or a wrong answer, but it's always nice to, to get each person's unique perspective on that question so i appreciate you uh laying it down for me and giving you what you think about it man so thank you so much on that so transformational coach right help me and my listeners really get an understanding of transformational coach lay it down for me so previously the, the, the long story or the short story? The choice is yours, sir. We'll, we'll take the short story, brother. We'll take, okay, short story. So after after leaving the retail world, after 18 years, um, I moved to an office environment. 
I was interested in coaching. I managed to get onto a course, got myself qualified. And I was kind of basing on what I'd learned, which was kind of business coaching, performance coaching. Okay. And it's really only recently that I've basically I've begun to take a course on how to create a course. So I thought that's kind of like the next step for me. Okay. And through the couple of workshops I've had, and it's it's come clear to me that the work I actually prefer and the work I do is more transformational. It's more about taking one person from A on their little journey, because no journey is the same, all the way to B. So whether that be them getting out of retail themselves and get themselves on a brand new career in their office, going through a corporate ladder, maybe. Maybe they want to go and work at a garden centre. Maybe they go away and go and travel the world and you know, set up hospitals in another country. Whatever that A to B looks to, it's transformational. It's unique to that person. So transformational was, it just seemed a lot, a lot easier to describe to myself on how I'm doing this. And it was a lot easier to take one person and help them go from that A to B. I love and it that. Kind of, yeah, it kind of meant a little bit more than performance because performance coaching is a little bit different where you're, you're getting that person to improve what they're doing. But transformational, it just, it's a whole, it's a bigger window. There's more opportunity in that. It's, it's a transformational coaching is, is brings more opportunity for someone to grow. Got it. Got and it. stop hiding behind the, you know, just hiding behind the rock. All peeking right. out. Well, cool. So the reason I had you uh, on the show was you had uh, posted something recently that I thought was truly uh, inspiring and motivating. And I wanted to have you come on and talk about it with my listeners, because we all need that extra push, that extra bit of knowledge to get us from, like you said, point A to point B. And sometimes it's within a routine. Sometimes we need to tweak some things. Sometimes we need to add in something and maybe subtract something. And I felt like what you had posted uh, on your Instagram one day was something that we could really kind of like get across to the listeners who may be struggling with that type of routine or format or who don't know, and based on listening to this episode, could kind of really vibe on it and help to change their direction. So you had posted something the other day and it was all about the six tips for success, all right? And we all wanna be successful regardless of what we're doing, but sometimes we may be uh, a little challenged in the process in getting there. So if you don't mind, I'd like for you to kind of just really uh, deep dive with me on those six uh, tips for success so that we can help the listeners, my listeners, uh, really have a better understanding of how to get there, what it's going to take to get there, and the consistency in the process. Yeah, like you just said there, everyone wants to be successful, but no one knows what success actually means to you. When you ask someone, what does success mean to you? A lot of people say, I've got money. I've got a big house. But the next person might just be more time with their family or I can travel the world. So sometimes it's, it's about making something simple because when you try and chase these things, people think it's got to be a really complicated process. 
And kind of like the first question, so when I have a new coaching client, the first question I say to them, right, we're going to go back to basics. And I'll ask them one question, which is, well, it was a question that 100 children were asked. And it says, how, do you, how does the giraffe get into the fridge? And all these children, they give the answers. And if you ask an adult, an adult will overcomplicate this. They'll think, well, size of a giraffe, how big is the fridge? And the answer was to the kids, open the door. Open the door. It's that simple. Right. That's from a kid's perspective. So when, you, when you're growing up, when you're growing up in the big wide world as an adult, you overcomplicate things. It doesn't need to be that way. So six helpful tips for success. I guess you could, you kind of see it as a template. It's a template for your day. It's a template for you to try and stick to. And it's trying to get it into the habit of your day. So um, I think even if you, well, I think number one was, so people, people basically can't organize their day. They get up, sometimes eventually get out of bed after hitting the snooze four times. And they don't actually know what they're doing first. There's no structure to the day. Right. So have yourself a structure. So some people minute literally every half an hour. Whereas tomorrow morning for me, I'll get up, I'll turn the laptop on, and I'll start my day. Some people, some of the biggest CEOs in the world, all these people have a structure to the day. Some they get up at five o'clock, some will go for like an hour, half an hour meditation. They might go for a walk. Then eventually they'll open the paper. Then they might go into emails. They have a structure to the day. And that's what a lot of people don't have. So then you go into kind of like the next list, which is a task list. Now, this is a task list is so simple. I used to use this when I worked in, um, when I was a manager in retail. And, you know, come into the morning, do a shop for a walk. So what, does need, what needs to be done in the shop today? And you'd have a list going down. It's a, it's a long list for the, for the whole store. And in your head, you're writing down, who, based on who you have in, in that day, who's doing this, 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 this. Once that's done, you write each person a list. So, Jimmy, today, number one, fill the front end full of, I don't know, water guns. Number two, it's really simple. And then if, if I give you this list of 20 things, you're looking at this thing like, what the, 20 things? And I say, well, if you do that, 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 and that, that'll take you two minutes. That's five minutes. You've not saw five things already. It's a very, it's a lot of psychological wins there straight away. If you have this massive list to get done, and you're already knocked off a quarter of it. So that's how a, a list um, can be so useful for your day. You plan your day out. And if you have your plan, your day planned out, you haven't got your time to go straight like, scroll down on Facebook or a bit of online shopping because, you know, you don't want to do that, that spreadsheet over there, that kind so, of thing there. Right. So, so if I'm hearing you correctly, just like off the top, one is we need to have structure. And Definitely. based on structure, we can set up a routine. And from setting up a routine, there is less likelihood of there to be idle time that then takes you down a rabbit hole that we should not be going down so that we can stay productive in our day, whatever our day may be. But is if there's structure and we put a plan in place, then we're more apt to follow that plan versus 
okay, what do I do now? And then, like I said, we go down a rabbit hole of non-productivity or non-positive energy moving than we would if we just said, okay, I know what I'm doing. Okay, here's what here's my task list and here's what I need to get done and just start executing that moving forward, right? Definitely. If you end up going down that rabbit hole, you come to the end of the day and you look at what you've done and for most people, you'll feel a little bit of regret because you know, you've wasted your whole day. Because, but hey, you know what Susie was having for lunch earlier, don't you? Because you had to look through, through Facebook. It wasn't a very nice salad, was it? But at least you know that. But the other task for you was meant to do in the afternoon. They're not done yet. And if you had a if you had a structure for the whole week, you now put yourself behind. But anyway, so to, to carry on the list though, um, comfort zone is a massive problem. Okay. Everyone loves a little nice little comfort zone. You know, their little safe place, but nothing was ever achieved in the comfort zone. Okay. Ever. Nothing. And that brings, it's kind of a long quote of change nothing and nothing changes. And, and how do we define the comfort zone? So for someone who's just listening to this and they're hearing it and they're trying to follow along and they're trying to envision what we're saying to them as it relates to their life, what would you define the comfort zone as? Even if you took the, the part of the podcast is maybe coming out of your comfort zone was asking certain people to, you know, would you like to be a guest? Right. Now, part of you has a little bit of fear because that's what the human mind does. The human mind is designed. It has a, a fail-safe mechanism, which if you implant fear, then it keeps you safe. Because if you're not, you're not attaching, attacking the fear, you can't get hurt or upset. Okay. So you stay safe. Okay. That way you're still saying you're, you're still staying in your comfort zone, but because you've asked all these people to be guests on your show, you now have a wide range of varying incredible people that you've now spoken to. You now have their views of your listeners now have their views of, and it just expands the mind to, you know, what other people do and their thought process. So how do we get to, so now that we've recognized the comfort zone and, and why the mind and the soul wants to stay there for the comfort, okay? How do we then move beyond the comfort zone to grow? What's that first leap of, of faith or, or like being on the edge and you just like taking that step? What? What needs to happen? Where, where, do we, where do we put the mind in that place to say, okay, I know I don't want to leave my comfort zone, but I need to leave my comfort zone if I'm going to grow. What, what do we need to do? How does that happen? For some people, it's down to courage of, you know, so it may have happened. If you're stuck in a dead-end job and you need to get out, for your, for your own health, your own mental health, because it drags you down every day, you can't get yourself out of bed. Something needs, needs to change. So you can either spend the rest of your day, spend the rest of your week, months, years, in this same dead-end job that makes you unhappy, that you don't want to get out of bed for, and make that change. Or you might start to try and find motivation yourself. You might start to read motivational quotes. You might find inspiration in others. Inspiring stories is, a, is quite a big thing, which an inspiring story 
you'll find sometimes resonate with someone. It might just be one point and you think, well, if they could do it, so could I. Right. And it's, it's, it's a leap of faith, isn't it? It's a leap of faith. The problem is too many people just stay in that comfort zone. And what you also find is that sometimes they might be forced into coming out of that comfort zone. They do what they have to do. And afterwards, oh, actually, it wasn't that bad. Okay. I've done that. I've now been able to do that by myself. Right. And maybe they, you know, they might just run back to their comfort zone until they have to be forced into something again. Or they might try something different. Some people, once they've had that little bit of little taster of the, the outside world, they might then seek maybe a coach, for example, or a mentor or someone or someone that keeps them accountable. If you tell your friend that, hey, look, I want to do this, this and this, can you hold me accountable for it? Your friend's going to check in with you at the end of the day. Have you done this, this, this? Now, you've either done yes and you've achieved something and you're going to feel that way or you haven't and you're going to think, oh, in a way, you kind of let your friend down, but really you've let yourself down. To your friend, it makes no difference. You just ask them to check in with you. But for you, you've let yourself down because you haven't, gone, you haven't tried that little thing that, that could lead them to something bigger. Yeah, it could lead to something much bigger. So part of getting out of the comfort zone would be holding yourself accountable. Now, how we hold ourselves accountable to your point is ask a friend or you have a trainer or someone that's there to say, hey, this is what you said you were going to do. Now, have you done what you said you were going to do? And if the answer is no, you only have yourself to look at and say, why didn't I get this done? This person is just asking me the same thing that I said I was going to do. Right? You, yeah. So you basically, you put it out in the open now. Okay. If you later on in Facebook, if, if you went on Facebook later and said, hi, Facebook friends, tomorrow, I am going to start looking for a brand new job. Now, some of them people may buy into that. Some people may, oh, you go, go on, good luck. Let's know how you get on. But some people in the next day may then say, oh, how'd you get on with so-and-so? Because you're putting it out in the open. So-and-so might say, oh, I'll go check in on you. I'll give you two days. I'll check on you on Tuesday, see how you're getting on. Right. You put it out in the open, so you have to be held accountable for it. And that is a massive step into, it's a kind of, it's a massive step into coming out of your comfort zone, but maybe you don't really know you've done that. Until you start having all these people say, oh, how is so-and-so, how is your job hunt going? Or are you still working in, are you still unhappy in? Because it starts to become a theme then. Right. If you're unhappy in a job, sometimes some people won't bother asking because they know what the answer is going to be. Okay. Do, oh, you so find, so yeah. do you find that some people stay in a comfort zone <laughs> because they don't want to be accountable to themselves? Definitely. Definitely. And what the something you find and there's loads of stories that when you read people in the you know their their last dying days the biggest thing they always regret is the chances they didn't take okay whatever country whatever male female other age doesn't matter regret of missing opportunities not taking the opportunity 
is always, always the biggest regret, whether it be not spending more time with family or not trying that, you know, go traveling for six months because you could have seen this, this, and this, and this. Right. All life experiences that because you were too busy just sitting on, on your chair watching Netflix, you've missed out on. So, so we we get to the point of <clears throat> we get to the point of the comfort zone and now being able to challenge ourselves per se or move beyond the comfort zone, then what's the next step that we have in front of us once we say, okay, I'm ready to step outside my comfort zone and move forward. Where are we now in the six tips for success? So, I mean, apart from, I mean, I think the, the tip number four is about, you know, making sure you have regular exercise. If you're still talking about your next step when you come out of the comfort zone, it's kind of deep diving into what do you actually want? All right. You're prepared to step out of the comfort zone, you're prepared to make a change because you're unhappy in this job or your financial situation isn't what you want it to be, or you've let your, you know, maybe you don't see your kids as often because, you know, you're too busy watching the football the weekends, whatever that might be. The point is coming up with a plan of what you want to do. And maybe not necessarily you're not going to know how you need to do certain steps, but you have a, if you have a goal, you'll work out, how you, again, how to get from your A to do B. Right. So part of it, the biggest people, if you, so if you let people down, the biggest person you need to prove to that you can do that is not, say, your kids. First of all, it's you. It's you that you can prove to yourself that every weekend you are going to go and see your kids if you, know, if you weren't living with them, whatever it is. The, the, um, the reality is you've told your kids now, again, this is no way of being accountable, I'm going to see you next weekend. Let's go to the game. The weekend comes and you let them down. In a way, they, they're holding you accountable because they're excited. You now have to live with the fact that they've been looking forward to this all week. And now they're sitting at home doing nothing because they thought they were going to see the game or they thought they were going to the cinema with you or they were just going to spend some time with you. Because a lot of the time, kids don't want big things. They just want your time. And that's another, that's quite a big life lesson for any, any parent. I mean, if, the days of working in retail, Christmas Eve, so I worked in a toy shop for two toy shops for over eight years. Okay. Christmas Eve was renowned for the dads. The dads come in Christmas Eve because they obviously, you know, there's 364 days in a year, but you leave it to the last day before Christmas to go and get your kid something that they really want, which you've had for God knows how long, for months. And now it's the shot's fault because you've left it to the last minute and now you're going to let your child down. And now you have to live, you have to live with that, with that reaction of. Yeah. I was going to say that, 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 that feeling of regret of letting someone down, whether it's your kids or anyone else is that feeling that nobody wants to have. And I guess the question that I have is, how do we get that same feeling of not letting someone else down to be the feeling of us not letting ourselves down? 
You understand what I'm saying? Like we don't want some, some of us don't want to have that feeling of, Oh, I told Johnny or I told Sally that I was going to do this and I don't want to let them down. Okay, great. But there is the other side of that, which is that self-love self-care of don't let yourself down, you know, strive to continue living your best life. Is this really what makes you happy? And if it doesn't, figure out what makes you happy and go do it because you deserve this. Yes, we want to do things to please other people because that's just part of human nature, but part of human nature is also taking care of ourselves, you know? And, and I like how you kind of formatted it in a way of the dads coming in, even if it's last minute, if that's what gets their sense of urgency together, which is, oh my God, retail stores are about to close in two hours on Christmas Eve. And I got to, oh, oh, if that's what gets you there, okay, you, 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 you tight, you, you walk in a tight rope on that, but there is still that sense of urgency that says, I can't let my kids down. Yes, you had six months, you, you knew this day was coming, but you're now here and you're going to like try to get something. How do we get the folks to understand that that same intensity, that same, I don't want to let my kids down. I don't want to let my significant other down, or I don't want to let my friends down who I said I was going to do this, but how do we translate that to ourselves? How do we say, I don't want to let me down. I got to look at myself in the mirror and say, did I get done what I said I was going to get done? How do we get to that point? Or do we ever that, get to that point? That's that's a good that's a good starting point as well because if you don't love yourself, how do you expect others to love you? Right. If you don't respect yourself, how do you want Tom down the road or like Sally Frank at work to you know respect who you are, what you do? Okay. It has to start with you, and maybe you do. You know, if you are in the toy shop two hours to go, which kind of reminds me of that film Last Action Hero when. Arnold Schwarzenegger is trying to get Turbo Man fighting the whole crowd. So there's one toy that his kid wants. Okay. Okay. It, it's, it, it happens. It does happen. But you'd, you'd like to think that that experience itself would be enough to kickstart anyone to say, well, don't go for that again. Right. And sometimes, you know, it's, when you talk about trying to get someone started for themselves, if they're able to draw out that plan, if they're able to draw out, you know, the, the master plan of how they're going to improve themselves, how they're going to level themselves up. One of the biggest things that works is tasting a little bit of success. Okay. If so-and-so has, if Frank's gone out of his comfort zone, because he wanted to find, I know he wanted to call 10 employer, 10 employers to ask about vacancies. If he's done that and he's thinking, I'm just getting nose. That's going to be a response from each person. Maybe a couple of really good chats. Maybe had a couple of really good, you know, pointers that he could follow up on. Maybe had a couple of leads. That's a little bit of success. And when you start to have success, it becomes very addictive. Agreed. You want a little bit more. And you push yourself a little bit more. And slowly, so slowly, it doesn't matter how slow, one step, two step a day, you are drawing yourself out of that comfort zone. Now, the danger is you might have a little bit of rejection or something doesn't quite go right. Maybe you go, you go back a step or two. But once you start getting into that mindset of I'm chasing success now because I've tasted how, how, how it made me feel, 
how it made me feel about myself. The fact that I was able to go and do that, I was able to go and ring 10 people and they weren't all bad. Right. You carry on, becomes addictive, and then slowly your confidence starts to rise, your self-respect starts to rise, your belief in yourself that you know you can do this, it starts to rise. And again, it might go backwards, but you pick yourself up again and you go again. So now which is we, kind of, so I was going to say, it kind of falls onto the whole giving up is not an option. Which is, which is one of those things that I wanted to also talk to you about. So, you know, as we kind of like bring the six steps of success to a close, now we get into moving forward and giving up on that momentum or giving up on pursuing that success as it's defined by the person is not an option. So the second thing I wanted to ask you about is, can you talk to my listeners about giving up is not an option? Why is it not an option? Why is it so important to see it through to the end of whatever the end may be, but why is it so important that giving up on anything that you want to do is not an option? So you've made this, this decision. You've decided that you want to go and make a difference in your life. You've decided you want to go and get a new job. Decide you want to become, you want to start a new hobby. You want to go and meet new people, whatever it is. You've made that decision. For whatever reason that was, maybe you, maybe you want to get fit. So you decide to join the gym, whatever that reason might be. Now, the first part, the first part of it not, you know, not giving it up is trying to make it as part of your day, which is part of where a lot of people do fail. They do, they do fall because if you spend X amount of years on the same routine, getting up, you get ready for work, you go out, you do the same route to work, you go to the same coffee shop, you're the same latte. You go to work, you get to the office, you sit at the same desk, you see the same people, the same conversation. Oh, how's the weather? You see the game of the weekend? That's your routine. And it goes throughout the day. How do you get something brand new into that routine? And that's where the trying to become persistent and consistent, because they say it takes on average around, say, 21 days or so Right. of doing something 21 days in a row where it will start to fall into your new routine, whatever that might be. Right. Creating a habit takes about 20 exactly. Yeah. yeah. On average, it's some yeah. people quicker, some people shorter. If you're sure, you're doing well. But if it, you know, it takes a bit longer, it takes longer. Now, what are you doing? If you're doing this, if you're chasing this dream, you're chasing, you know, you want to lose 10 pounds and tone up and look really, you know, what you think is really good because it will help you make, make you feel more confident. You will feel tired at some point. You will hit a block. Maybe you can't see any progress at all. And that can be quite a stumbling point to wanting to give up. And that's when you hit that kind of roadblock, that's when you don't quit. You just take a step back. Maybe you just need a maybe like a day off from it. Right. A change from what your new routine is to then be feel 
revitalize enough to go out again. I've had plenty of those moments, right. plenty of those moments trying to create content. And no matter what, it's going around in my head. It's not coming through. And like, yeah, sometimes I'll, get, I'll just give it a break for an hour or two. Right. So don't yeah. be discouraged by creating a new routine because at some point there is going to be a block. I mean, we look at athletes sometimes when they come from the collegiate level to the professional level, there's always seems to be like some block, you know, because they're going to a new uh, environment, a new intensity level. At some point there's a block. And just because there's a block doesn't mean that you're failing. It just means take a step back and let's, regenerate and let's continue moving forward, but don't lose focus on your end result and your purpose as to why you're doing what you're doing, you know? So it's almost like you, you want to expect at some point you might have a little bit of a block. And if you do, then that's okay. If you don't, that's great. But if you do, don't fear it, just recognize it for what it is. Take a deep breath, take a step back for a quick second and then continue moving on. Right. I think when you hit also when you hit a block, something's not working, look at it as a good thing because you found you found a way that just doesn't work, regardless of what it is. I mean, technical problems for trying to do an interview. The microphone's not working, the sounds are coming through. You don't just quit the interview, you, you kind of work around the technology to aha, I can now hear you. Agreed. Agreed. And over time that just becomes something silly. It's like, oh doesn't work again. Technology's let me down again. I mean, the amount of Teams meetings and Zoom meetings I've had where the sound's just not working or so-and-so is blurred or, you know, I can hear something, but your face isn't moving. Right. It becomes part of the norm because you come to expect it. And begin, it's like, oh my God, why? Why is it not working properly? But then it becomes part of the normal. Okay. So if you're going to the gym five days a week, and you know, you, you you've now gone two weeks and you don't really think you can see much progress. The first part of it is, well, you see yourself every day. So you're not really seeing much progress anyway, unless you take a picture, you know, you know that everyone does like a, a before, right? You can look back and even that is a record of just how far you've got. Mm -hmm. And that kind of falls onto, if you think, if I think, right, if I think of my daughter, right, she's 12 years old, we're hitting the teenage years now. The mood swings and the tempers. If something doesn't work, wants to give up. That's it. One shot. And then we work with her. And then I work, I'll show her how to do something. And then, oh, it works. Homework, for example, is a great one where math homework, not a clue for me, but I'll give it a go. Right. And slowly we work through that. And that subject then becomes part of the norm because we've experienced it. Take it to my two-year-old little terror, my little devastator, if you look at a toddler trying to walk, if he falls down, he doesn't just sit there. He gets up again and he tries to walk again. Okay. Yep. So he might fall, but he'll carry on. He'll carry on until he can walk. And he's walking around. He's now running around the place. He's in places he shouldn't be. He's climbing up the tumble drives, come up the washing machine. Shouldn't be doing that. But, you know, until he falls off, to him, he's not going to know no different. Oh, this is great. I can climb the washing machine now. But eventually he's going to fall off. Okay. And you know, you're there to pick him up. You're there to dust him off. But he'll look at that washing machine and think, hmm, there's a reason why it doesn't have a ladder. Right. right. There's a reason why we just put stuff in and take stuff out. So 
Too funny. Nice. Yeah, I mean, when, when you think of, I think what the problem with the word failure is instantly you think of it doesn't work. It's, it's a bad thing. But you need to fail to progress. You need to fail to progress, y'all. Did you hear that? You heard that? Fail that? to progress. Right. Transformational this... coach Chris says you do need to fail in order to progress. So don't be afraid of failing. If you're going to be afraid of anything, be afraid of not trying at all. But failure can be a good thing because it can help motivate you moving forward on the path of success in your journey. And there, there are hundreds of stories of famous people that have got on to have incredible careers that have failed. If you think um, Walt Disney was, was sacked from a newspaper he worked for because he didn't have an imagination. Done all right, didn't he? Right. Did Done work? all right. Um, the guy who owned Starbucks or started Starbucks, he got turned, I think it was 320 odd bank loans turned down. But if you didn't keep going for that one extra, you would never drink Starbucks. That's if you do drink Starbucks at all. And that JK, really, yeah, that JK, I mean, JK Rowling, this endless story, JK Rowling, um, she was so, she didn't have the money. She had to type every single transcript of the Harry Potter book from page one to the very end to then send it off to a publisher. And she got rejected countless times. It wasn't until um, I think the, the daughter of the CEO of this one publisher, um, the guy gave the, the transcript to his daughter, fell in love with it. The rest is history. Harry Potter, one of the biggest franchises ever. Keep going, people. It's not up, failure, yeah. it's feedback. Yeah, which is why giving up is not an option, y'all. Okay, giving up is not an option. So my brother, Chris, I want to appreciate you for coming into the Sexy Cool Lounge and finally giving me some of that vibe of yours, man. It, it's been a pleasure, man. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And I hope that uh, this won't be the last time that you'll give me some of your time in the Sexy Cool Lounge, brother. So tell everybody where we can like stay in touch with you, uh, website, Instagram, social media, the podcast, how can we follow you? How can we stay on top of your vibe? Because you're doing some positive things and helping a lot of people in this world through your vision of leveling up and transforming people. So how do we stay in contact with you, brother? If somebody needs to reach out to you, wants to follow you, wants to continue listening to your voice and your platform, tell us where we can find you, brother. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. And it's been, it's been great. It's been an absolute pleasure. And your listeners, can I say to your listeners, right, the preparation this guy goes to when it comes to having an interview with a podcaster, incredible. Emails, forms, I know exactly what I'm doing. Some people are like, yep, turn up. The link might work, you don't know. So first of all, let me see. Look, the, man, the man should take some credit for this because, you know, He's persistent and he wants to do well for his listeners. So Absolutely. let's have a clap for a word. Yeah. Appreciate it, brother. Um, as, for, as for me, well, even just typing in Chris Jags, J-A-G-G-S, on, on Google will find me somewhere. 
Um, if you want to go to the website, it's www.learndeveloplive.com, all one word. You can find that. Um, that is packed with all sorts, inspiring stories, health news, smart working, everything you can want. Um, Instagram, learn underscore develop underscore live. Uh, Twitter, learn develop live. There's the username for that one. Facebook, learn develop live. You'll find me on there. There's a group and there's a fan page, whichever one you want to do. And the podcast, the podcast where Jimmy found me. Um, again, learn develop live on a podcast. They are currently. We have a one-minute motivator, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, we have the main episode on a Monday because Monday is the day that people hate the most. Absolutely. So that's and the day that we try and bring some positive stuff going to you. And you guys and need to check out that, that one-minute motivation of his. Uh, that's really how I found him t- to begin with. And, and his podcast is on uh, Apple where else can we find the podcast? Everywhere. Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, okay. Castbox, Spreaker. There's okay. our... Pretty much everywhere where we can everywhere. find podcasts. Right, yeah, yeah, everywhere. You guys need to go check out the one-minute motivations that he has because he's bringing it and he's bringing it within 60 seconds. So you know he's tight on it, okay? Let's make sure that we blow him up. Let's make sure that we give him some love around the world. We are in 25 countries, y'all. So I need to make sure that y'all are hearing his voice all around the world right? Because he's positive. He's bringing some love to this universe. And we all know that that's what we need more of love to this universe. So Chris, my brother, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. And thank you for giving my listeners some insight on six tips to success. And also about never giving up, man, never giving up. So I hope that you'll come back, man. You have an open invitation to come back anytime you got something that you want to say, please. It's just a matter of just getting it together, but we're going to make it happen. But I do appreciate you coming in. Y'all need to check him out on Instagram, check him out on his website, and definitely go support him on his podcast because the brother has got things to say that are transforming your life, right? Chris, brother, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you. It's been incredible. Thank you. Definitely one of the best. All right, brother. And uh, to my listeners, you guys know, love yourself enough to radiate your vibe, all right? Love yourself enough to radiate your vibe. And even though we do not have as much as others, we still have more than others, y'all. So y'all continue to keep good vibes into this universe so we can get good vibes back. I'm Jimmy IV. I love you guys, and I'll see you on the next episode, all right?